Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's doing good. I don't know how many we have in chat, but I do know that Simple Ricks is there. What's up, Simple Ricks? And if you're like, what is chat? I will tell you that in just a minute. But welcome to another edition. Uh, this is kind of a um, a pre-bus. This is episode 299, which means that episode 300 is the next time we do this. Um, uh, uh, correction so, from the producer room. Um, yeah, it's actually 298. Oh I, I, I screwed that part. Oh, up. my God. Um, so, yeah, train wreck from the jump. This is what happens when I deal with producer of the producer of the year ghost himself, Chris. Let's go ahead and let's just switch it up and introduce you first, Chris. Hey. Hey, how's it going, Sean? It's going it's going good. Yeah, if I didn't tell you my name is Sean, uh, and this is Weekly Game Chat, so thanks for listening. If you're new, welcome. And uh to the homies who have been with us since day one. First time, long time. What's up to you guys as well? Uh and then of course, uh he he is here. He's in the flesh. He is digital currently. He does have his button up on. He looks stunning as always. It's your boy, one of the uh one of the one of the pieces of this pie known as Weekly Games Chat. What's up, John? Don't ever switch it up again. I go first. <laughs> I better I better learn or my place, right? Or don't go at all. <laughs> okay. That Capiche? is awesome. That That's is awesome. It's it's going, man. Um, before the show, I uh, I kind of zoned in and 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 sucked down some macaroni and cheese that yeah. I had yeah. had a little had a little extra that I made uh, for the baby girl. But uh, I was trying to get all zoned in, and John, all he wanted was love, and I think I failed. I don't ever want to do that again. So that's my bad, uh, boys. If you don't mind, um, we'll get into all the things we've done this week. But I want to remind everybody that they missed. A surprise spoiler show over on Twitch, which is exactly where we are every Tuesday recording the show. Uh, and that's a that surprise spoiler cast was about a WandaVision. Yeah. Special thanks to Josh for doing that with us. Yeah. Last minute. Uh, apparently he went and got a headshot taken from a professional photographer <laughs> and you got to see him on the stream. We had folks that I think weren't quite ready for the spoiler cast, but that that's it doesn't matter. It's not going to be an official release, but it will be under the videos on demand in our Twitch area. Yep. Uh, if you're a fan of this show, I posted it on our Discord, so you should be able to have it for years to come until quick, uh, Chris does a purge and we lose it forever like he did everything else. That's always going to be a joke, but not true. Two There's, things. Nothing, like, there's nothing quite like an official release. That's and nothing up. like a uh, good purge. Yeah. It just feels good. You have no idea. Just watching old things die. Yeah. It, oh. yeah. Uh, shout out to Nacho in the chat. He's probably already gone. Uh, he stopped in to say hi. Uh, of course, you see here that John is interacting. You'll see myself interacting with chat. So hello to everyone over on Twitch. Hello to your ears on whatever device you have downloaded this podcast or you're streaming from. We thank you. We thank you. This part of the show is known as, uh, to us, kind of like intro time. Um, we used to talk about football a lot, college football, Roll Tide, all that stuff. Uh, if I ever tried to talk about soccer, Chris would shut it down. Actually, surprisingly, I can this week talk about football in duality because I finally got around to it. I had heard so many people say, Chris, you need to watch this show. You'll like it. And I did. I binged it. Ted Lasso is one of the best comedies I can oh remember seeing in a while. And best part, it's about an American football coach coming over to England to coach 
an English soccer club. So works for uh, just about everyone. Yeah, they call it football over there too. So refuse uh, to give them that. <laughs> uh, they they kind of got the name. They they technically use their feet to play the sport. I think they win, but you know Americans just want to rename everything and make it theirs because that's what we do. Hashtag America. America. Hashtag America. But yeah, um, I'm excited. I really did for a minute think it was episode 298. But yeah, that just means we got a few more to get under the belt, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, to get ready for the big 300 show where we don't know what we're going to do yet. But yeah, uh, how how much of a, a, you know, fun week did you have? Mine was kind of, it was kind of just like a week. I didn't do anything special. So I, I like that, you know. Yeah. You guys, nothing? You got just nothing? Um, for the most part. <laughs> I mean, I took a long weekend, but uh, it was it was a lot of rest and relaxation. And then... R&R? You know, it was, it was a good week because, one, found that show, right? Hadn't watched it, so yeah. it gave me 10 episodes to just sit down and be like, I really like this, and this makes me feel good. It's like a very uplifting yeah. show. But then on the other yeah. side, you know, also got the conclusion for WandaVision. So that was nice to finally get the full payoff and see that resolved um did you say wandavision it kind of went out on my end yeah wandavision okay yeah yeah just making sure mm-hmm. yeah john do you do anything fun this week uh besides hang out with us a little bit and chat after uh-huh. hours hung out with <laughs> hung out with my uh you know if if i had a friend who's in the rafters so let's say i hung, hung oh. out with, i hung out with him this weekend um he was in town that's very um, cool by the way he's got a great new podcast out there it's called um bullet wait bullets bourbon no 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 this is going great this great. is the best plug friend ever. of the year it's, he's in the read no he's in the raft we already uh, we like, already cashed his check i mean he's uh, the greatest friend i've ever had no and i see it it's bullet it's bullets bourbon and karate and mm. it's like uh, it's like this podcast that covers these b movie action films and kind of does a survey context when it came out what was going on all this good stuff really i mean they've really got a talent for podcasts and they've got about 10 episodes in the can you can find it on itunes and other and other um platforms but uh, their first ep their first episode covered under siege Mm -hmm. second episode covered tremors you know stuff like that so these older these older early nineties, late eighties type movies really funny stuff. Really, really good. Um, really good chemistry. So you should check that out. But I hung out with him a good bit of my time. Um, finished the third season of star Trek discovery, which that third season is finally sort of stepping away from the nostalgia. It depended on in the previous two seasons. So they're finding their stride, so to speak. And most importantly, I think, I mean, the biggest most watched thing on the planet this weekend was uh, and and Chris, you're a cheeky Brit. Um, they they interviewed I did watch Harry, this. And, Harry and Megan. I knew you watched it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna. If we had time, touch on that. That thing's still trending. It's still. Uh, it was a bombshell interview, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, stuff that you were like, "Whoa, she just said that. He just admitted that. That is a accusation." Uh, so yeah, if you've missed that, uh, that means you probably don't watch the news or look on the internet. Because that is kind of a big one, and that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't happen every day, you know. Yeah, you don't part. talk against the royal a royal family like that. Yeah. Uh, 
I think even at one point, Harry said uh, they don't give him money anymore, and Diane left him a lot of money so he can do what he wants. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. He's brought Diane into it. So uh, I know we've got some listeners across the pond. I wonder what it's like over there. Maybe for episode 299, you can write in and be like, yeah, this is the vibe going on over there. Currently, they're in the the Canada, though, right? They're up in Canada. No, they're in L.A. They went to Canada, and then... um, okay. That was the thing. That was why like, they had to break when they did because literally right before the lockdown, they were like, everyone knows where we are because you know, we're part of the royal family, right? So that's not something that's a huge controversy, but the controversy would have been you're pulling their security. So now everyone knows where you are, right? If you right. stay here, you, right. have, you have to buy security if you're able to do it. And it's not going to be the level, of course, of what the you know, the British monarchy can provide you British um, <laughs> monarchy. So that's why they, I guess it was like Tyler Perry originally gave one of his, uh, mansions and set them up with security while they got down here. And then they bought their own place. So they're in LA now. That's where they are doing wait, their wait, thing. Wait. So was it at one point where, uh, were they like in Georgia? I don't know about that. No. I mean, Tyler Perry's got houses everywhere. I know he's got more, but he really, he really has a, a foothold yeah. in the, yeah, that's you know, the Atlanta problem. area. So I didn't know if like that, that'd be kind of cool to think they were that close, man. I think that's uh, where Mia lives. True. Not, not Tyler Perry. True. Uh, Lort. Uh, so, but Lord. <laughs> I, I, something happened today and it makes me excited. So I wanted to see if you guys shared that excitement and I wasn't, the thing is it's, it's early mail. Right. Mm-hmm. When you're not expecting to get something and then it shows up. So I'd got a uh, vibe is pretty crazy. Oh, hey, what's up, Rock? Uh, Rock in- instant feedback says the vibe is pretty crazy in the UK, to be honest. I imagine. Uh, so that's instant feedback brought to you by Rock over on our Twitch feed. Thank you so much for that concerning the uh, bombshell interview with uh, Harry and Megan. Yeah, I hear but- Pierce Morgan's pretty pissed. <laughs> Yeah, he he kind of left the show. He's he's not he's not he's, he's gone for good he's, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's 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 peaced out. But yeah, is that is that new? Is is that is that like fresh? I didn't. Uh, know. Yeah, like like about an hour or two yeah. ago, I say he was leaving that show. He's oh. done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, so <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm not expecting this package until probably Thursday or Friday. Love a good package. I did. Well, that's what she said. And uh, basically, uh, the Jake. wife. Let's be inclusive my, here. My, my wife. Your wife. Your wife. <laughs> she comes in and she's. I hear it doom, hit the ground. I turn around and it's it's a box, and we all love a good box. Uh, is uh is sitting there and it's the thing I was waiting for. Santa had brought me a um a new DJ controller for Christmas. A really really, it's like kind of my dream controller. And for the last couple of gigs. You know, like when the guy's selling popcorn at a ball game and he's got like all the popcorns or the beer kind of in front of him and he's just wobbling down the yeah. stairs and he, you know, that little contraption. Uh, That's a good point. Walter Walter says real quick, going back on the Pierce thing. When is Pierce not pissed? <laughs> fair point. Fair point. So I'm going through gigs holding this controller that I'm terrified for anything to get on. I mean, cause it, it's not cheap. Right. And, and for the last, I don't know, couple of weekends, I haven't had anything. It's, it's one, it, they don't have things to buy. If they did, they sold out. I dragged my feet. So I kind of had to find one that I wanted and it came here early. So 
do you guys, do you ever have that? Recently, I felt like 2020, especially via Amazon, nothing comes early anymore. Like it's, it's either going to be right on time or delayed. So it's, it's been since I got something early. This was not supposed to be on Thursday or Friday. Do you guys get that excited when you go, Oh, it's here already. Does that not happen to you guys? Are you just too grown for that anymore? Do you not order things? No, I'm not too grown for that. I actually check progress of my package every five minutes. (laughs) So like, but I'm not talking about like a pants shuffle situation. I'm checking packages. I'm talking about like, Bad joke. What did you that's think? A bad, I that's a, that's a bad. <laughs> exactly. Chris, have you ordered anything recently and that happened? Or are we still in that? Um, you know, trying to think probably the last thing that did come maybe a couple of days early was my PS five whenever, because it said like by the 14th, I think it showed up around the 10th was when it yeah. actually happened. But I don't know. I, I, I used to be that way, but I feel like, with the pandemic and the fact that now there's been so much of shopping now done online. Right. I'm just like, okay, it's here. Uh, Like I had one where I went to go pick up something from an actual store on Saturday and I came home and there was a package waiting for me. I was like, Oh yeah, that, you know, like it was, that's kind of where I'm at at this point. (laughs) Well, even, even that situation where the, uh, the package you kind of know is coming, but it's not like, super exciting when it shows up when you come back from like maybe a store run or a drive-through run uh, and it's sitting there that's pretty that's pretty hype too you're like yeah that that thing's here you know uh real quick m john k this is kind of important considering we're coming up on episode 300 uh says any special plans for episode 300 that's a good question i thought it was next week uh i don't know what we're gonna do uh, if you remember for 200 the big thing was we were going to stream the show uh, and we streamed the show do that again. Uh, we should probably do that again. Uh, maybe add some more shenanigans in there. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk it out. It's, it's kind of a big thing. Um, uh, Chris just said, we're finally going to get Sean drunk on the podcast. That could be a thing. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly down for that. Uh, I will get super bubbly and laughy and it will be a, it will be a thing. Um, uh, who's that behind you, John on camera? Uh, our audience on Twitch sees a dog, and I see a dog. I don't know your dogs like I should. That is Burgess. That's the Burgess. Burgess. Do you have another dog? In reality, yeah. he's my boy. We got him. <laughs> we actually got him eight years ago today. Today? Today's the anniversary date of the Burgess. Uh, that's uh, that's him as a will pup. Oh, my God. Look at that, that little that. preciousness. He's that's a Twitch exclusive pup. right there. Oh my goodness. That's a dogs are I've determined dogs are the I used to kind of think I thought I was a cat person, right? Uh because I was like cats leave you alone and all this crap. But when you get a dog and you get it at the right point in your life where you the dog is your part of your family, it's not just something you feed and you know, kind of entertain and all that crap. When you have a dog that's part of your family, rides with you to the store, you know, it, it changes everything. Uh and our our little girl, uh, Ginger, had to go, didn't have to, but um, we, we decided she was the runt of her litter. So when she had her first heat, we knew she'd be of age to go get, you know, fixed. And today was that day and poor baby came home. And, you know, oh. dogs, when they come home from the vet, anyway, they're mad at you. They're like, why did you do that to me? 
Betrayal. But she's too. But yeah, but she literally at one point I get down, you know, on my hands and knees. I'm trying to give her some love, and she turns her head like, "I don't know you." <laughs> you have a cone on. Um. So they said you could do a cone, but they said you could also order this thing that's kind of like a dog onesie off Amazon. <clears throat> well, we did that, but we needed something for today. So the wife went and got actual onesies, and due to Pinterest learn how to make that work until the dog onesie gets in. So right now, Ginger, she's a female. Uh, she has on a pink onesie. That would be and, for a baby girl. And Sean, what technically is a female? Uh, a female dog, John? Yes. This is a family show. This is a family uh, show. It is. Uh, this, is an it's a, this is an educational thing. It is. It is. It is. But yeah, uh, so she's in there half asleep and, and you know, you just want to give them love. But isn't that, isn't that crazy? If if we had the chat going crazy right now and we'd say you're a dog or cat person, people love dogs. Uh, and I know that's the statement of the year, right? Of the century even. Dogs, dare I say, John, are your best friend. They love you no matter what. You could have the crappiest day. Especially during, yeah. especially during the pandemic, I heard about. I, heard, I read a story that uh, a dog got injured, self-inflicted uh, by by getting a severe strain or sprain on his on his tail. Yeah, because because his 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 owners were home all the time, and he was constantly wagging his tail. He was so happy. About oh it. my god! You imagine overuse of excitement. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. But uh yeah, we have uh I think we're we hit a pretty meaty intro. It's meaty. Good um meat. good meat. We're getting close to eighteen or nineteen minutes, I think, by my watch. Carnivorous. I know we gave uh the intro about a little five minute cushion, so I, I don't like forcing this. I know you guys don't either if we don't have anything to there add. Was one other thing. I watched the all star. Uh, of game. course there was. How John, didn't we know there'd be one more thing? One more thing. So pretentious. I watched the all-star game and it just reaffirms the NBA has changed because I've never seen so many threes taking from mid court and just swished like it was nothing. It's already the all-star game. Yeah. I mean, is that re- didn't it just start? No, it started back in December. It's March. Yeah. It's usually done in February and they usually start in November. Time, time, time. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, it was really fun to watch. Wow, I can't believe I didn't even know it happened. That's terrible. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 that game, uh, to me, baseball got it right when they were like, if you win this game for your division, your team in the World Series gets home field advantage. I think that's dope. <clears throat> I think it makes the game worth something, and it's not just a uh, like a show, you know, just for the fans. I think there was a point in time where that was great. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it is anymore. I mean, but right now, Chris, if we're being honest, the big story in the world has to do with the UEFA Champions League, and you don't really know about that. So, well, you didn't know the All Star Game was going on for the NBA. Yeah, so because basketball sucks compared to soccer. Just saying, no one cares about NBA 2K. Screw Chris Love; he's the worst. I what think 2K disagrees with you. <laughs> I, I kind of think people. Well, that that is the basketball game if you're going to play it. Just saying. Pretty much. But uh, yeah, if you want to move on to uh, to topic, if you boys are good, sure. I'm good. I know uh, John's got to get out of here after topic. So, uh, you know, we got to we gotta stretch this out as long as we can, Chris. <laughs> you know? True. And that's also 
Guys, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> Can I please Aiden's go? Just sitting there. <laughs> All right, well, let's do Holy it. Holy crap. And uh, thank you so much for sticking around. If you came directly to this point, you know that it's topic time. And this is the part of the show where we basically have a meaty, lengthy, girthy conversation about a topic that we chose to cover for this week. And this week, it is my privilege to let my boy Chris introduce to you exactly what that topic is. Chris, take it away. Okay. The topic is Bravely Default 2! Bravely freaking Default 2. Who knew? Heck of a title. Heck of a... They are... I mean, they are top-notch on the titleage over there. So this is that game that it's... it's Square publishes it, right? They're just a publisher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's actually developed by another company i'm sure you'll tell us but it i can't remember i have a friend that says this is a spiritual homage to the final fantasy series i'll let you guys also talk on that uh for the folks listening and the folks who've tuned in on twitch i have zero to add to this conversation except for the occasional question because i'm dumb so boys it is all yours well it's it's a wonderful tribute to how um the japanese the japanese title their game series. Thanks, Sean. That was we, a joke. It was, it was just a joke. Was just, I, I, I was trying to get you out of here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first one that came out was called, wait for it, Bravely Default. Shut your face. But now, what was the, the second, second one called? The second one, I think Chris played the second one. The second one was entitled Bravely Second. Huh? You see what he did there? Yeah. Whoa. You see what he did there? Whoa. And the third one, the third one is called Bravely Default Two, it, it confuses me. Kind of know like how, how Final Fantasy Three is also Final Fantasy Six. <laughs> Final Fantasy Thirteen is uh, Thirteen, Thirteen Two, and Thirteen Lightning Returns. Lightning's off the chain, by the way. I do know that name. I love her. <laughs> I, I heart her in the chat. Worst. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was the one that broke me on Final Fantasy. Yeah, and this so, is actually I, originally an offshoot. This whole entire series comes directly from an offshoot of a Final Fantasy DS game uh, where they were making a sequel to it. I believe it's called the four heroes of light. And they basically decide, Hey, what if we just spin this off to its own thing instead of, you know, cause I think Final Fantasy was trying to reel in what they were doing at the time and just focus on main installments. So Sean, I, I think it's important for the audience to understand when, as, as we're approaching this game, Chris is going to be approaching this game from the perspective of playing hundreds upon hundreds of JRPGs upon his lifetime. Supposedly, I'm, allegedly, I'm coming, maybe. I'm coming, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming from the perspective of playing Path Traveler and Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> Echoes of an elusive age. I have yeah, that. but those those two games in there in the they have a thousand hours between them. Yeah, they do. So you're like right there, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So, and when you play Xenoblade Chronicles, you're like a JRPG king at that point. 
That's a different type. It is. If you ever correct me in front of all our friends again, you know, it's a different type. (laughs) But it's, uh, but it's, it's, it's a JRPG nonetheless. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, true. Plus, I've played a lot of turn-based games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, turn-based games turn me off. Let's be honest. Except for World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV online. I always thought they would turn me off. I always thought they would, but when I gave, I think. I think when I cracked open Octopath, I went, "Wow, this is magical." I didn't. I, I, I the the concept of taking your turn, yeah, mm-hmm. as a middle child was just not. It was just not something. You had I enough. Did. Yeah, I didn't want. I, didn't want to do. I mean, I played. I played one of the. I think it was Final Fantasy two on the NES. Yeah, um, but that's the only other one, and that was thirty plus years ago. Yeah. Back Whoa. In the day. Whoa, you just dated yourself. I did. I did. You're old no AF, dude. <laughs> AF for sure. AF, bro. <laughs> I was born when Carter was president. <laughs> Jimmy? Yep. Yeah. I was born when... Uh, you were probably born Ronald. When... No, you were probably still... No, no, yeah, you were born when, when he was president as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Technically? He didn't he come into office till 81. <laughs> First of all, you're coming in a little hot at me right now. I'm taking it as a sign of disrespect. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure it out as I go, Chris. Well, we're, we're just taking it as a sign of low self-esteem, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... Who's got... <laughs> I got low self? Yeah. Oh. But anyways, yeah, Bravely Default 2. Um, kind of similar to the Final Fantasy series. It is interesting in the sense of... a the good thing for someone like John who didn't play this or I didn't play the first one. I did not finish the second one. Um, every single iteration is its own thing, right? Kind of like dragon age and all those it's, it's, uh, I'm sorry, dragon quest. Yeah. Dragon age. No, that's, that's one big, (laughs) yeah, very much continues. Um, but, uh, you know, so the characters, while the, I think there is a revolving concept, on the idea of every one of these games having a four heroes of light of some sort. But, you know, besides that, the kingdom is always different. The characters themselves are different. They can take and remove classes as they see fit. Right. Um, and the good thing is, is if John looks at bravely default three and goes, eh, I don't know if I'm feeling that. And then bravely default four happens, uh, which will probably be called, bravely default to point four or something. Yeah. Right. Uh, you can jump right back in, which is what people always like about that. Like I took a break from final fantasy after I tried 13, didn't really like it at all. I didn't play 12 and then I came back for 15 and I really enjoyed that game. You know, it was a fun one for me. So that's, what's, uh, always appealing about these is that they're not usually sequels. There well, are, I can't say, I mean, I can say this is making me, um, want to i mean it's a big ask sure because they're so grindy you know it makes me want to go back to the 3ds titles um mm. just kind of, but you know i've got a i got a podcast so i don't know if i have time i don't know if i, have time. I, I can't do it i would actually say the good thing is one of the big things i felt was missing i feel like at least with bravely second there were a lot more options in that one to help mitigate the grind right um, yeah. And it, it's also been true with like when Square has brought older ones like seven 
eight and nine, all that to steam, they had options in there to help speed up the game. Because if we're just being honest, the majority of people that played those games and loved them so much in the eighties and nineties, one, they could do it because most of us were kids. So we had endless free time Two, we didn't have a lot of disposable income to go buy these things. And three, uh, you usually, you know, didn't have many releases, right? So for something to drop in May, you're, you were fine with that game carrying you till say like, you know, Madden 94 or something came out in, yeah. in September. <laughs> with this game, if this game came out when we were kids, mm-hmm. I can see you being set for the year. If not two years. <laughs> friend, friend of the show, Josh, basically spent his high school summers always playing Final Fantasy VII. That was yeah. what, like, when school got out, he would just start and he would perfect that game every year, it felt like. For sure. And that's what's fun about them. Um, but, you know, I think at times it's uh, it's a little bit of a detriment here because it is hard at points to you know, because all those options are out, right? Like, so the last one, you had an auto battle system and you also had the ability to kind of increase the amount of random encounters you get, which is a departure in this one. This one, like you only get to battle the enemies you see, you have to go and, you know, start combat with them, which is not like traditional Final Fantasy, which was more of walking around a map and all of a sudden the battle screen pops up and says, oh, you're in a fight now and this is what you're fighting, right? Um, so it is more though the old school grind and, you know, I, I have kind of a love hate relationship for that at this point because there are so many long games in the world today. And the, the fact that I've seen it done very well and evolve, right. Compared to what it used to be, it's kind of hard to say, okay, now take all that away and go back to what things were in 1994. 95 yeah, and all. so long ago bro yeah yeah so I, long I, ago i definitely had a love-hate relationship with it i mean particularly last night i was and it was it, but it was more so the time the, the the wall i was up against you know i was I, mm-hmm. I really underestimated how much ground i could cover with this game and i wish honestly i would have stopped playing breath of the wild a lot sooner and jumped into this I mean, but even you, Chris, I'm, I mean, when you jumped, you jumped out at sooner than I did. Are you even close to being finished? I'm in the middle of chapter two, and I think there are three chapters um, in the game. Well, you sure there's not like maybe four for the yeah, at most there's four. I mean, I think the prologue is really a chapter on itself because it, it feels like they're doing the, the, the crystals, you know, each one of the crystals in this world uh, for the yeah. for the premise here. Look, this is not going to rewrite the book on JRPG premises. You're in a fantasy kingdom. There are four crystals of elements in nature that govern this world. Uh, they are currently lost. And as such calamity, of course, is coming down on this Wait. world. And you, Gan- as these four here, the game, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris, you, I mean, in traditional JRPG fashion, you're not just facing evil. You're facing the ultimate evil. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. it, it's tropes galore, and I would say the main story from what I've gathered so far, like there hasn't been a beat that like surprised me. Like the moment Sir Sloan showed up and he wasn't in my party as a person for good, he was like he's traveling with the party. I was like, I already know, I already know where that's going. Know exactly right, what's right. going to happen, um, without spoiling anything. But like, 
you know, down to like the beats of like the first time the big bad showed up, you knew who he was. And the fact that yeah. he had this terrible accent, this Tim Curry accent, yeah, <laughs> the Congo accent, as I call it, uh, you know, it, that's the story element part. That's not too surprising. And I would say it's probably fine if you're again in love with these types of games and that's not necessarily what's driving you because there are going to be, you know, there'll be twists and turns, right? But they're going to follow a, a likely structure. The, the best story elements are more so when the game is like when you're going to these different hubs and the stories that are happening in between what kind of hub? cities, <laughs> if you will, kingdoms, not, not the other, okay. not the hub. No, no, not that hub. Uh, oh, GitHub. Man. They're talking about GitHub, obviously. Um, these okay. Grubhub. Bad, uh, John, I was talking about Grubhub. Uh, okay. I don't want to comment on the one that I was talking about. Left hand hub. Got it. Um, uh, Go ahead. (laughs) But yeah, like those, when you get to every single kingdom kind of has a storyline that's going on. And there are a couple of sub threads that happen within them too. That's kind of where you get the more interesting, like them playing with the formula and saying like, Oh, what happens when you have like religious heretics what happens when you have like say kings that view themselves above society, right? And how they treat people. Like those are some very comical conversations to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been amused a couple of times, but you know, it's, I think, I don't know, Chris, you you would be more of an expert on this. I mean, I think it's a rare exception in a game like this for the story to just simply not be serviceable for, for what you're doing. Sure. Um, I know there are notable exceptions exceptions to it, but like Octopath Traveler, I mean that game. The the gameplay was king in that game. The, mm-hmm. the stories were. I mean, there was no consequence that the group itself was facing. It was all individually based stories, and you were there to help them help them out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're not. I mean, I don't think I don't think with a game like this, you're expecting you know, the story to be absolutely dynamic. I was actually amused a couple of nights ago when after, and this could, this could, this could tell maybe how bad I am at these games, but at the four or fifth hour, the logo finally comes. Yeah. Bravely default. I'm like, seriously? Yeah, I mean, we're I'm acting for hours. We're acting like you, uh, you're saying that bravely default doesn't have a story to it. I'm I'm thinking that's, exactly what it is i mean story driven like goodness it, it's more of like it's not that well, it says it hits all the tropes i'm not saying it yeah. doesn't have a story it's it's got a it just has one that's that's it's traditional been told. serviceable it's been told you know you know i mean if it's good versus stuff. evil yeah that's been told always and I, forever i'd say this right. it's it's very hard at this point to write a rpg in that style and get the right. same effect right that you get right. from something like Final Fantasy 3 or Final Fantasy 7, you know, Final Fantasy 9. Those games have been done. <laughs> Those games have been done and you know what was great about them was their stories at the time were something original. So to pull those same cat out of the bad bag tricks that they oh. did where they were they they were the original. It, it would be like someone now trying to do Ocarina of Time or Link's Link to the Past, I guess would probably be a better comparison, right? It, it's just like everyone's going to think of that. And, you know, so it's 
it's kind of easier just to say, okay, here's a basic storyline to drive us, right? Right, right? That just hits the normal things. And then say, put side stories that can be about whatever you want, you know? Um, and that where you don't have to rely on content that then extends out for hours upon hours, but to just say, here's a three hour block of a story that is captured in a 15 hour block, probably of gameplay. <laughs> um, and it is funny, John, getting back to what you were saying before that we're like, wow, it took five hours for the title screen to open. And I'm thinking, yeah, it took me about nine hours to get the opening tiles, uh, screen this time of, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And it took me about eight hours to get there with Cyberpunk. So, you know, it's not like they're yeah. alone in uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that took longer than I, Valhalla took longer than I have ever <laughs> taken before an Assassin's Creed game. And you always look forward to that part where you're doing a, you know, what was it? I think it was Assassin's Creed 2 that introduced that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, two brothers looking over the city kind of thing. But yeah, that took a while. Yeah. It <laughs> did take a while. Um, <laughs> I think, but um, I mean, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no you go. You good? <laughs> um, We're all polite. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. So right go off you the go. jump, you know, for anybody, you know, I, I could say I would recommend this game, but with caveats, it would. My recommendation is, if you like the grind, um, play this game. If you're if you're really not looking for something that's gonna that's gonna require serious grind, I would skip it. I, I really would just not worry about it because, in, I mean. You were telling me the other day, you know, on this very next boss, you might want to consider getting to level 20. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was playing the game last night going, I'm not going to get to level 20 anytime soon the way I'm going. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I've heard that the story itself or, or the game takes, you know, at minimum around 60 hours to finish. Yeah. Um, and that's just if you're kind of uh, beelining to the end. But which I don't know how. You know, beelining with the requirement of doing just enough grinding to get you through it. Yeah. You know, is what I mean by beelining. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think the hard part, especially starting out is that really, you know, like the best part about this game, if I'm being honest, is, is the boss fights. That's, that's where the game shines. It, it really is, you know, because for the first couple of hours when I was playing this, I was like, this is just mindless. You know, it was just like, Okay, yeah, do the obvious thing. Oh, look, they're weak to fire. Guess what my mage is about to do? Um, You know, and it was barely ever a challenge. (laughs) And then I finally did not the first boss fight, but the second one. And I was like, oh, I really do have to start thinking about how I'm approaching this um, a little bit more. And that's great. But when you couple it in with, in the early game especially, a very slow progressing job system. Um, that I'm guessing as you get a later game is because it seems like no matter what the amount of XP that's required for those jobs is the same regardless of when you acquire them. And at the same time, the amount of experience you're earning for those jobs continues to increase as the enemies, you know, ratings go up, right? Level cap, if you will. Um, it, it kind of makes it where I'm like, all right, on one hand that this is good. Because once I do get to the end game, I can get these guys all leveled on everything so that I can make really interesting combos for bosses, right? But at the same time, early on, it is a grind and hard break to figure out when you are going to start 
having someone level in a second job and getting them to where you feel comfortable them playing that role for you um, in that job class, right? Because you don't want to have someone that you're trying like, so, so jo- uh, Sean, you, you'll understand this a little bit because of 14 and all that, right? You always yeah. can have two job classes, your main, which is leveling your sub, which is something you've already leveled basically. And you can still yeah. retain the abilities. And it's cool because it's kind of like in the tactics sense, you can make some really interesting combos. That's what is leading you towards, right? Like you could have a guy right. that the best example I've seen of it, like you could, there are certain classes that, um, the best way I could say is like, you could have a guy that is designed to be an animal tamer, right? And also a tank. So basically he can take all the damage from the boss for you while also whittling away the boss to a point. Well, not bosses, but hard enemies for you. And then cap and yeah, well, uh, there's actually another one. (laughs) Uh, that's even more. And, And there's like, there's a one, this class would be another one you could compare and, bank it with the uh, Vanguard and it would be a really good soldier class. I could already see it, right? Like you could have a, instead of like having two mages out, you could just have one that does both white and black magic. Uh, and there would be pause or pros to that. But the other flip side is until you get people into a decent level, it's really hard to go into a boss fight, which is where you get the most experience for these jobs and say, okay, my black mage here that I'm leveling right now is only a level four versus right. my black mage that I started out with the game is a level nine. Yes. Am I going to feel confident when I'm using that mm-hmm. character, even though I can use that second, that character, it's a level nine there and have them be something else for this fight. Their stats get diminished. So it's, it's a very hard trade off And like, you know, well, I had to realize that. Like I couldn't do that. <laughs> it, it it occurred to me last night because I kept watching my progression. I kept watching myself leveling up mm. with my main job, but then my sub job. I think that's what it's called, sub job. Yeah, or secondary job. It's not leveling up. No. So I'm. So it occurred to me last night that maybe, and I haven't done it yet, but maybe I need to flip them to start leveling up that job. Yes, that's um, what it is. Because I recently. So I'm, I'm I'm actually working through it a little bit in my head. Last night I I, I moved um, like Adele over to the monk as a as as her Hello? main job. Oh, not uh, that Adele. Okay. And it's weird because it it <laughs> it really I've never I've never had that type of mm-hmm. consideration to make in a JRPG yet until now, and it's really uncomfortable. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but as far as a, from a gameplay perspective, it 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 makes for a lot of strategic decisions mm-hmm. um that i'm not exactly used to yeah it, i call that strategery really it's the jrpg but i'm uh, you know you understand jrpgs and their language in a way that you know that that takes years of experience and and i have to sort of i have to go in and approach it and google it and figure out what are you trying to tell me because these systems don't speak to me in the language that they you know they speak to you really um, with the job system it's not an overly common thing, right? Like, because a lot of these actually more so just say like, look, you can build this person a little bit how you want, but in all honesty, they have one or two paths that you can take them, right? Like you can either say 
they're going to go down the black mage path or they're going to go down maybe the rogue path or something or the white mage you know sometimes here this yeah. is always interesting because it is the closest final fantasy i can think of is five that i believe had a job system and then really also final fantasy tactics had this kind of system in it too in a different way but it is interesting because like in theory there are a lot of different ways you can approach it when you get higher level right like you could in theory, like one of the best things you could do like the monk with a tank, right? Where the tank is just considerably drawing in crit and attention on himself and protecting everyone else in the group and taking damage. And on the flip side, because your monk is maybe your secondary class, the monk has abilities and perks where it just says every time you take damage, it raises your crit damage uh, for the X amount for turns right uh, percentage and it stacks right. so the boss yeah. like hits you and all of a sudden you uh so say you default with that character like three or four times Bravely? oh well yeah yeah speaking of then speaking you go, of that it's probably, <laughs> it's probably a good time to jump into kind of the you know why it's called bravely default yes know? the unique uh thing uh what was that i blink in my eye like goes <laughs> So, What's Bravely Default gets its title. It's big signature it's thing. It's fine. My eyes fine, Chris. Don't worry about it. <laughs> signature thing uh, is that you have an option with all your characters on screen to do, as well as just regular attacks. Um, the battle point system in this it is completely turn-based. It's not real-world time or anything. It's all about how quickly does your character earn battle points, which you can then spend in battle. And instead of just doing a basic like cast fire or cast cura attack with sword pull out an item uh you can i never pull out (laughs) you can decide to uh instead a default your turn and build up bow points which can be cast all at once whenever you choose i think you can go up to three or you can go into debt of battle action points and be bravely so like you could come out and theoretically if you're just fighting a basic mob you have four characters there's three on screen you've already know how much health they have you know how good your characters are you could just go ahead and say okay first character you're just going to go ahead and attack straight up three times in a row and bam there goes one enemy and now we're going to do the same with the second one bam you know or you could take your flip side of this take your mage your healer and say you're not attacking. You're just defaulting because I know this boss is about to freaking at some point wind up and hit someone bad. I'm going to need you to unleash mass heals, you know, kind of like an MMO, Sean, you know, this, uh, all at once for us, right. To keep us up, maybe raise the group or something. Um, so that's kind of the construct. And the cool thing is the enemies can do it too. So, you know, there's a, a consistent battle going on. If is that AI? Is it smart? In yes. This game, or is it kind of? It yes. is pretty smart. It's brutal. Yeah. It, it's it's brutally smart. hard. Yeah. So the fact that Chris is kind of you know agreeing with that, I I found I found myself overpowered. I'm finding myself overpowered. You know a lot, particularly in that uh, desert dungeon. Which I one on there? Um. Well, it's I guess it's the. Is that Bernard's? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, it's like, it's like hey, this, nerd, I don't know. It's, it's like the desert one. <laughs> it's this deserted temple with sinking sands and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. Oh. So I was in there and I was oh rocking my God. it. You know, I was rocking it using my strategy and everything. And then I just all of a sudden out of the blue, you know, I get overpowered by enemies that are, there's like eight enemies on on screen. And when I die, and, and this is kind of a complaint I have, when you're in those dungeons, when you die, you can't save in there. Yeah, you, know, you lose all your points. progression, and I go well, back, and and I was getting, I I got like two, ex, I got I got like I, I got like to a, a two additional levels in that dungeon, and I and I died, and I was like, come on, man. <laughs> so it's been it's been the it's been a more punishing JRPG than I'm used to. I yeah. actually, John, I'm I have a more painful, or well, equally painful, I should say, right. Uh, so there's a secondary thing going on that you can do with online play in this game where basically when you're not playing, right, you uh, you send out your ship kind of like Assassin's Creed to gather resources around the world, right? I love uh, this mechanic. Yeah, I love but it. okay, so before I go in, it was the same dungeon you were on, John. Yeah. Before I went on into that one, I went ahead and had my ship there. So I was like, whenever I'm done for the night, I'll just log out. That will keep mm-hmm. doing its thing. I'll finish up this dungeon tomorrow. We'll get out of here, right? He's about to go talk bad about it, John. And what happened was I knew because there's usually a save point right before the boss. And I didn't want to do the boss fight that night. It was like already 1145. I was like, this is going to take 20, 30 minutes. So yeah. instead, I had to, I went ahead and saved right then there and just said, okay, close that. I go into said boss fight the next day. And then before then, I saw my Explorer's log. It never mm-hmm. dawned on me to go ahead and resave again. Because I thought, like, obviously the online interactions are completely tied away from the game. That is not true. Because then I went into the boss fight and promptly got waxed and watched all of that collection of material that is really nice to have early on in the game uh, just completely go bye-bye. I'll be right back. I got to go save my game. Yeah, you better. Uh, but, but but ladies and gentlemen, what Chris is uh, speaking about, I actually really like this mm-hmm. aspect. Um, um, you 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 interact with this character, this old lady that you save on the shore, um, and she and she grants you access to her ship. And basically, what you get to do with this ship is you get to if you if you go at if you go into her shop and you launch the ship. Um, it's basically designed to do what it to do its thing while your game is in sleep mode. Yeah. Um, I actually cut off my game and put it in sleep mode the first time, not really understanding that you're not supposed to shut off the game. So basically, once you once you're done playing for the night, you just you know close. You don't close the game, but you just put the whole device in sleep mode, and you come back in the morning like it's Christmas. I mean, I got I got large. Uh, uh, experience, experience orbs that granted me a couple of levels and things mm-hmm. like that. Now you said I need to get to level twenty for this next box. I might just explore the world until I get to that point, so I don't have to fight. <laughs> what level are you now? Um, my my highest level is a is is level fifteen. You should be fine for where you are. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you should be. Did fine. you miss the previous twenty eight minutes when he was talking about getting worked in all these places he was going to? Have, have you gotten the beast? <laughs> have before, you? That was, that was before I put the golden. I got like these experience orbs that I applied, and it bumped the Midas me. touch. Yeah. Exactly. Have you um? Have you reached where you have the beast master? 
which is kind of like the hunter class unlocked yet? I have the only the only um, the only other class I've unlocked is monk. Okay. Since since all the yeah, go ahead and go do like that fight. You're, you're ready to do that fight and move on to the next one because I think that's when you'll get it. Not far. Okay. From there. And then so, then you do the thing I told you about the other day, <laughs> and you'll be okay. thankful that you did it. <laughs> yeah, but I, but but to your point about saving, I've been I've been getting myself into trouble. You know not saving it it doesn't just it doesn't do an auto save as much as you would like i think it does it when you go into a town yes. or something like that, or you change the location but um i i can say chris that you know the, the the graphics to me are kind of a kind of a mixed bag when you're in a, when you're in one of these towns it's i think it's absolutely gorgeous it's like this it's like this uh sean it's like this beautiful watercolor mm-hmm. uh painting yeah, yeah, I love when you feel like you're part of a painting. That I really, yeah, you would love Skyward Sword, but <laughs> it's uh, but on at the same time, it almost feels like this game was originally being maybe developed for the 3ds. It wouldn't surprise um, me. There is there's some pixelation, um, like when you're when you're traversing the world, it's not as clean as like the towns themselves. But I mean, overall, the the, the visual style of the game. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really digging. Um, what'd you, what'd you think about that? I'm with you in the sense of like, I really like the towns. Um, uh, some of the boss fights are pretty nice to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. but like the, the towns, what I like is it, that's where I get my nostalgia because it's like, it feels straight out of the PlayStation Final Fantasy games. Like where I'm like, I could see where this was like someone was like, Oh, this is where things are going to evolve. Uh, back in 1996, 97, and they'd be, you know, they didn't understand what, <laughs> where you would eventually get. I could see like uh 13 year old Chris going like, Oh yeah, of course that's, of course that'll be what it is. Um, but at the same time, the character models and things like that, I have a love hate relationship because it's like, some of them I think really look good. Um, Whereas like others, I'm kind of divided on the main villain so far. I've been like, uh, he looks yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he uh, looks, the king well, he looks classic JRPG. Yeah, yeah. You know. The the king that you meet early on, I was like, did they steal this from the puppet from freaking Mr. Rogers neighborhood? Because that's what he looks like. He looks like the king of fantasy yeah. land. He um, does. But on the other hand, Sloane is so cool looking. Uh, and that one fight sequence with him is, is quite fun to watch, you know, like, so things like that is, uh, you know, yeah, I'm with you. It's kind of a mixed bag. Um, you know, but maybe it will get improved in time with, uh, the rumors that are out there. Maybe we'll get a, a an up res of this later and maybe get a little bit better of clarity and graphics. Right. Do you see it as a possibility, you know, based on the functionality of the 3DS to bring those titles over to the Switch? Is that is that or is or is that really not something in the cards like they could do? I don't see why they couldn't ad- adapt it. Um, you know, I guess it, I mean, if they're able to adapt freaking Skyward Sword, why not this? I don't know. Right? That's- I'm reading I'm reading one review. You know, you guys are talking about graphics. It says that uh 
This is over on Polygon. The overworld areas areas are lush and vibrant with waving grasslands or falling snow. Hmm. But comparing those beautiful landscapes to the character design feels like hearing the Jurassic Park theme played on a recorder. Yeah. That's, yes, I guess you could, yeah. you know, that's that. crazy. Also, the voice uh, acting is very up and down. Um, and like even some of the choices that they make, like when Elvis talked for the first time, I was like, one, you just named a fantasy character Elvis. Two, he's an Irishman. I was like, all right, this, we'll just throw this all out the window as far as whatever continuity is going on. <laughs> I don't know, well, but. If you sort of turn off your who Elvis is and then you say Elvis in your head, mm-hmm. go ahead, do it with me. I'll wait. But uh, it's, it's, uh, you start to hear that it's very Irish. Mm. It's actually a very Irish name. It's sounding name. And, you know, the guy, the character has this Irish accent. So, But he's a good he's character. My least, he's, my, he's my least favorite because he's just a stupid drunk. <laughs> He the name I didn't like him at first, but as I've seen more of his story, I've been like, okay, he's 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 pretty cool. I like him. The name Elvis, of course, you think of at least I do Elvis Presley first. Yes, but uh, a fun fact: a close second is a radio personality in the states. His name is Elvis Duran, Uh, and then I don't have a third. My Elvis third would Costello. be a guy I went to. No. There you go. Elvis Costello would probably be my second. Doesn't he, until you say I know who it is, right? But not even on my top three. Mm, that's it. It's terrible. Two for Elvis. So I guess uh, well, name Chris, a fourth then. Chris terrible. Last- there was a guy I went to high school with named Elvis. <laughs> of course, he counts. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry, buddy. So um, I guess my last thing before I got to you know I, I got to run um, is my Elvish is the uh, is is the side quest or 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 a bit of a mixed bag. They've been a combination yeah. of fun. They've been a combination of meh. Um. Well, for me, side quests are usually like that, right? Or no? Well, I wish I wish that they would give me consistent experience points as a, as a plo- as opposed to you know paying me or giving me trinkets or things like this. Yeah, um, maybe that'll happen or get more. You know, it won't it won't change. No, no. I mean, it's it's a mixed bag. Some are some are really interesting, but most of them. Um, I, you know, I'm addicted to doing all of them, but, mm. uh, you know, they're, they're not really yeah. being, being, oh. being impressed about, but, yeah. um, a lot of them, they're just fetch quests. Like it is I, like if, literally go, go around here and find three little metals that are hidden in the village and come back. And it's yeah. like, cool. Here's, here's two mini ethers for that. And you're like, I found an old, oh. I found an old guy's teeth. Yeah. You know? I, I know we're not there yet. But I got to tell you, if this gets above a seven from either one of you, I'm going to be shocked. I think you hear what you want to hear, Sean. I think I think I don't think I'm alone in this. I really don't. You guys do not sound like you like this game at all. It's, uh, it's meh. It's, it's no. I mean, there are good things with it. It's just that personally, I'm not going to go in this with like nostalgia, love eyes. You know, where I'm like, oh, it makes me feel like I'm 13 and again. Therefore, it's great, right? I'm sorry, like, I criticize side quests and things like, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I thought, like, the side quests and that, I wasn't overtly loving, right? And I thought they did a much better job with them in in this recent one. So, I'll give them a little props for that. Um, Likewise, you know, you're going to make a long game. If I'm going to criticize these other ones when I don't feel like they're living up to how long it takes... You can't ignore that with this too. 
You can't just say because it's trying no, to cover something. You to ignore it. Yeah. So you I, know, I, I, my my statement was, I feel like this is going to be a really small Richard from both of you guys. Could be wrong. Maybe. Uh, John, I we're changing excited. our scores now, right? Just to prove him wrong. I was excited to possibly play this game. I wanted to get the demo. I didn't, uh, which shows that I just was kind of like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that uh, uh, feeling it even like people that play it and love JRPGs and leading up to the recording of this, they felt like you guys are sounding about it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, you wonder if there will, will be another bravely default. Oh, I'm sure they, they just have to, I know, but I mean, like, what if they didn't capture that magic that the other ones had? I don't know. Well, I got two minutes, so I got to drop my Richard or, 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 yeah, or, well, we're, I think we're pretty close anyway. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead, John. You get, John, you go ahead. Well, you know, this has nothing, this actually has nothing to do with, uh, Sean's oh feedback. It, it doesn't, because I had this score in mind the whole time. It's an 8.5. Shut and, your face. And John, I think what you're confusing is from, from a contextual perspective, the frustrations I've been talking about are my lack of experience with JRPGs. Maybe. It's not yeah. It's not but, it's but not normally like those translate into a poor and this could this is totally not true. Those turn into a poor experience because of the you know, you don't know. For me, I guess. for me it's like an addiction to learn. It's like I, I don't right. understand what's going on here, but I'm and I get frustrated, but that's on me. It's not the game. It's doing right. exactly what it's intended to do. You know, my only my only caveat here is if you don't like grind, this game, you skip it. I've I've enjoyed the grind. I've enjoyed the frustration. Um, you know, for me, just JRPGs are just still a little bit intimidating because I don't speak like I said, you know, earlier. I don't speak their language. So you but, ready to go uh, run a tank, uh, run a tank job in a dungeon on WoW or Final Fantasy? You got it. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> But you got to get out of here. He's cutting off lights. He's got jackets on. You got to roll, John. You got to go. Uh, I will. I will listen in later and uh, get Chris's Richard. Uh, y'all have a good rest of the show. Thank you for letting me bug out of here and game on. Thug life. Uh, Leave your video uh, on Twitch cha- for now. <laughs> Twitch chat. He's talking to y'all. So I have a uh, thing. It will mess up. <laughs> you want the video on? Yeah. Just leave it there just for if now. You don't mind just turn your simple. Rick on. says bye, John. I'll, I'll correct so, it afterwards. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See you, John. Yeah, we had mentioned beforehand going into this topic, John did have somewhere to run. That is now happening. Uh, so John's out. Chris is going to give his Richard, and we will continue on with the topic and head on into news. Yeah, um, I, I would say one last criticism before I give this. Uh, items, I think they progress way too slow. Like, I've never had an experience where my dude has got X amount of health and mana, and I'm still on the first level of potions in like the smallest ethers where they pretty much become non-existent in a fight because I just can't rely on them, right? Like they're not doing enough to solve the problems as I'm fighting these enemies that have like 30,000 XP on them and therefore I'm going to drain resource, right? Um, yeah. So that was something I, I, I was very confused by, uh, you know, that still haven't gotten an upgrade on that until I think this area, I finally started to see them. Uh, but that said, yeah. Um, I think if you're someone like I know friend of the show, Andrew, even friend of the show, Josh, uh, I think there's a lot here that you could love if you're wanting a time machine. And if that's what you want, that's great. Personally, I think my score would be higher if they took some of those elements that were there to help with the grind that were in the first two games and maybe did an update 
and brought those in. Right. So then I could just sit here mindlessly, like where if I'm at my computer and I'm waiting rocket league to, to load up, I can just quickly, you know, uh, bang out one or two quick auto battles or something. Uh, yeah, that, that would make me happy. But for now I'm going to go with a seven. I think that's where I am, but it could be an eight. Uh, if those things got here in the grind, got a little bit easy, but at the same time, I would also imagine if you are oh hardcore, God. you just love this type of game, like kind of like yeah. how Mike D is with, uh, with you know the Dynasty Warrior games and those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. I could, I don't think there's going to be something here that you're just going to hate, right? Like, so if that is yeah. your your thing, that's your jam, and that's where you, you you're coming from when you're saying stuff like there'll definitely be another one. Yeah, because yeah. those people that that are love this genre, this is their jam. Yes, they're gonna they love. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man. Yeah. But yeah, it it the you know listening. I didn't have much to add. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't think I'd want to play it. I, and, I, and that's no offense to. And you told me that before. Yeah, and I when I came in, was my cup of tea. I, when I came in, because I think with you, just and this is just me speaking on experience. You know, like I think one of the big things you like is the social interactions of the MMO, right? Like doing yeah, something sure. as a party together, sharing in the adventure, going through working through problems and all this. And this is like, how do you feel about sitting in a room by yourself for hours on end, grinding and doing repetitious things by yourself? And you're, you know, not necessarily going to get the wow type of payoffs that you get from that kind of game, right? I just don't think that's what it is. We we highlighted it's a Switch exclusive. Yes. And unfortunately, (laughs) I could play maybe a game like that, you know, like Horizon or something. I know it's not the same. But at least I'm getting trophies when I do something cool. Yeah. And on and there's like that's the payoff on this kind of game on a switch. Unfortunately, we don't quite have that kind of system yet. So mm-hmm. there's that. But Oof. I mean, yeah, that uh, it is. At least they got a red switch and maybe a super switch in the future. Who knows? You know, we'll hear about that in a minute <laughs> in the news. Hey, pivot. Uh, pivot time. All <laughs> off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! I love it every week because one day there's going to be, hopefully sooner than later, we'll be in a room and that effect will come back and everyone will be amazed when it's not just my voice on the recording, right? I mean, at least like here, those who are in Twitch with us, they, they can see you are putting your effort into it. But I just want everyone at home to know Sean and John every week, they are doing news and emails, you know, it's just, it's times we live in, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's COVID. Ow, it's itching. It's itching. Oh, it's no. itching. See what happens when you All touch. Right. <laughs> uh, we're going to uh, lead off news this week. Chris will read a few about an acquisition and about some Xbox stuff. Chris, let's rock this thing out, sir. Yeah, Bethesda is now officially part of Microsoft, the 7.5 billion, that's with a B, uh, acquisition of ZeniMax Media has been finalized this week. In celebration, more Bethesda games will be added to Xbox Games Pass this week, according to Phil Spencer. Quote, now that everything is official, we can begin working together to deliver more great games to everyone. Spencer added that there will be more news about the partnership coming later this year. According to Bethesda's Pete Hines, quote, we're not making any landmark announcements or changes right now. We'll be working on putting even more of our games into Games Pass than ever before. To clarify on the question, 
of whether Bethesda games will be exclusive going forward. Phil Spencer added, quote, with the addition of Bethesda's creative teams, gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC, and Games Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some titles in the future that will future. be exclusive to Xbox and PC players. Uh, end yeah, quote. It was really funny because uh, we, if you're in the know with the show, uh, or especially us three who keep tabs on the news and all that stuff, we had talked about how it was an unofficial official acquisition back whenever we talked about it. Yeah. And a friend of the show and friend in real life, Mike D, he, he, he saw this news article and he was like, I got to let him know <laughs> Bethesda has been bought out by Xbox. And yeah, this was just the official, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the official, it's uh, done. The big thing I, it's done. The big thing I got out of is, is uh, everybody made the assumption that there, there has to be a Microsoft exclusive. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to happen. And it was added by Phil there at the end. You know, we're going to bring some Bethesda stuff. We have, we made the deal happen. I think it just depends. You know, obviously, you know, this is left in, uh, you know, not, not concrete, right? We didn't say X titles, A, B, and C will be exclusive, but I think they're at least like hinting, you know, their idea is there's going to be some things and I would not be surprised at all if the best that Sony players get in this, right? Maybe you'll get like the doom games and all that just because those have their group, but they're nowhere near as big as something right. like, uh, and they Elder Scrolls. On consoles. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Starfield, there is no reason why that is not exclusive is a new title from them, right? No one has an Fresh. attachment. It would be a, right. a great, freaking reason for phil to say come get you some games pass right whether you're doing it on pc or console or both and then on top of that i think they're just gonna wait and see when it comes to something like elder scrolls because yeah you know what if like elder scrolls doesn't come out till say 2026 2027 which is probably not a far off estimate you could argue if Sony's at a point where they have like 120 mil, million consoles, and again, like Xbox is sitting around 55 million, right? right. And right. around 50 right. Right. million right. people on PC Games Pass, they might not be so inclined to put it there. But on the other hand, if it's like, hey, there are 75 million Games Pass subscribers, we'll go ahead and we'll put this game out first and foremost on Xbox and PC, and then we'll talk about porting it elsewhere down the line right when well, it's I, when I, we've gotten our money's worth out of it when yeah, we've made our I bank. do think you, you bringing up money obviously i think that's going to be the route to it money will talk yes and it will simply depend on what offers are being made for things to come to other consoles if it if it's not worth it if it's not fiscally smart um and and they see a bigger investment or value in keeping it at home yeah I think you're you hit the nail on the head, obviously. But yeah, I mean, it's still it's a big acquisition, dude. The smaller things, I think, are really the selling. Like, if they decide now to say make Dishonored three, which wasn't some humongous seller, right? And you just yeah. say that's exclusive to Games Pass. That's a reason to go get Games Pass. But well, for these, you'd have to like the first two. <laughs> well, you know, but those will also be on there, right? So you can literally play the whole entire yeah. trilogy along with Halo but and everything they- else. And if they suck, you're not going to play them. Um, but the big thing to remember is, like, I don't think Phil spent $7.5 billion 
just to go give games to his competition unless he knows he doesn't really have a choice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when I think about the fact Bethesda was bought by Microsoft, it still blows my mind on yeah. like a crazy level. I'm like, holy crap! The times uh, we live in, <laughs> the times we live in, and currently the time for your Xbox games mm-hmm. uh, for 2021 are going to be told to you by Chris because we do have some news on that. Yeah, Jason Ronald, the Xbox director of program management, has empathized. Uh, that there are still unannounced games on the platform that are scheduled for release this year. On a recent podcast appearance, he was asked which games he was looking forward to this year, to which he replied, quote, not all games that are releasing this year have been announced. Uh, he did not elaborate on this point. I am. I don't know. I saw it. I don't know how to take that. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying it's to be think. some bootleg games, dude. It's I don't not know. Like name one, like for real. I don't, I'm putting you on the spot. I don't mean to do that. If Obsidian has think, something, I mean it. It might be just simply saying like, look, we have things that we've announced that we haven't said definitively are coming this year that we know we're planning to have come this year, right? That could be what he's talking about. It could be third party partnerships that they have, and they know from those guys, right? Those things yeah. are going to get announced at some Xbox event and. They're going to be things that maybe people are kind of hyped to play, right? Like, for instance, like what if Ubisoft said, we're making a new Splinter Cell game and it's coming this fall? That could be simply what he's talking about. I don't know. You know, he definitely left it open. But, you know, I think that just kind of tells you. I almost like wonder if this is a way of saying there might not be an Xbox event until E3 because maybe Microsoft is going to do the traditional route, right? and try to hold all of its cards close to the chest and then say, Hey, we're here to show you. We've got a lot of things for you. If you come over to our systems, that might be yeah. where they're going for. I don't know. I, it is crazy. It is it, 2021 crazy. Cause it's like, we didn't get anything 2020 and everything's messed up. Well, it's not going to instantly get fixed in 2021. Things sure. are going to be delayed. We've already said that we might, cover a box game if we have to because there's not video games out i don't know what we're gonna do we're just gonna play risk like one day we're gonna cover a puzzle that looks like a video game if we got to it'll be it'll be fine um so you know we traditionally try to bring you playstation news after xbox news and we kind of can do that now because we're going to tell you the ps plus games for march and they're pretty impressive i saw them the other night when i logged on my ps5 uh, Sony continues a streak of impressive games released for PS Plus for 2021. Here are your games for March. This is a big one. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4 version. Woo. So you're going to get the PS4 version of the Final Fantasy game. You know that the PS5 version is coming out soon, but you still yeah. get to play that game. Yeah, but you That's don't get the big. upgrade. That's the one big thing here. Yeah, yeah. So. That, but yeah, exactly. There's a caveat, but you still get the experience. Mm-hmm. A game called Maquette. I don't know much about this game. I saw it in the store, and it was, uh, you know, whatevs. If uh, if you own a VR and you have not played Farpoint VR, that was a uh, fun fact alert. I think that you was the that, second, right? second VR game I played. I played with friend of the show, Jeff. Oh, sorry. Uh <laughs> And we had fun. I think the first game I played was Moss. I could have that backwards, but it was one of the first ones. It's a very fun game. Uh, the first one you uh, played was Astro Bot's Playroom or whatever it was. Possibly. You See, you might be right there, too. I just know it was early on in the catalog, yeah. bruh. 
Uh, Remnant from the Ashes is also um, going to be released. And and I have one more note, but Chris already talked about it. Just a reminder, yeah, if you get Final Fantasy VII, you are not getting that PS5 upgrade version when it releases because you're just getting this Final Fantasy PS4 version as your PS Plus game. Yeah, Hope that makes sense. That's awesome. I'll keep chugging along since that was just some games announcements and tell you some more announcements about PSVR. Chris, unless you wanted to add something about those games. I'm good. Solid. Play Final Fantasy VII Remake if you like the original yeah. and you didn't. Is that it. a that's a big download though, right? It is a pretty big one, but it's nowhere near like say Warzone size or anything like that. I got yeah, I got you. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh one of those games was uh what was it? Farpoint VR. And we have some more PSVR announcements. Remember, we already brought to you uh that there's probably or it was kind of teased and announced and all that stuff. We're gonna get a PSVR two uh at some point. But here, for now. In March, you can get Doom 3 VR Edition, and that would be on the 29th of March. That's pretty big. Of course, this is that game um, that we all know from 2004. Uh, This and the expansion packs will be given the VR service to include peeking around corners, angling shots with flashlight-mounted weapons, uh, using a 180-degree quick turn system to take on any enemies. Uh, UI HUD elements have been placed with a new wrist-mounted display for immersion, and that actually sounds dope. AF. If you play VR, you like that kind of immersion uh, for sure. Another game, Song and Smoke, is a uh, another VR survival game that's coming later this year. The game is a traditional for a survival game. What we mean by that is uh, you'll require the use of your hands to take meat from a slaughtered animal, bring the food to your mouth, and manually use tools to create tonics and carve wood and other things. Um. It is noted by our news team headed by John. Of course, this little tidbit would be added that the game has a Far Cry primal look to it with bows, clubs, and basic campfires, but will also have what they call a super, supernatural element to it. That's crazy. Uh, these next few uh, games are from uh, our IGN source. We're not going to disclose that source other than to say it's from IGN. Uh, Fract. Fract is a first-person shooter set inside a mountain fracking facility. I don't even know what that is. Uh, that has been taken over by interdimensional maniacs. Do you know what a fracking facility is, Chris? Yes, I do. <laughs> I have to be updated in just a second on that. It's a, it's a designed to be an over-the-top action game with skiing, shooting, climbing, base jumping, and zip lining, while also having a sat- satirical... There you go. Big word. Yeah. <laughs> Good story campaign to progress, to progress through. So, Chris, real quick, what is a fracking facility? Fracking is a, a form of oil harvesting. Like, so, whereas before you'd have to go find an oil well, right? Yeah. There's a lot of oil, actually. Like, if you look at mountains, that's in between the crevices. So, basically, fracking is the procedure to extract that oil. It's somewhat controversial well, right now, but it, there's some controversy. But uh, mm-hmm. when we hang out in, um, in our personal discord or whatever, uh, Chris has a sound deck, right? Uh, a stream deck. One of those buttons. If you've ever seen the hot tub time machine two, and there's a part where they say nerd <laughs> and they go in the song, that would have been a good time. And he knows it. That's why we started laughing. If you saw us over on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, another VR game. This is a, again, the, everything I announced from here on out for these VR games were from IGN. Uh, I expect you to die too. Uh, that is a sequel to the VR's popular espionage puzzle game. I expect you to die too. Is a Bond Mission Impossible rifing adventure with a sense of humor 
And humor is, of course, with a U because, you know, England. Uh, Zenith. That's a TV. From, yeah, an old school TV set uh, from Ramen. Those are noodles that are tasty. I prefer the chicken flavor. Mm-hmm. VR. Uh, Zenith is a JRPG and anime-influenced MMO built for virtual reality. It has a colorful, op- colorful open world in which players can climb any surface. And features fantasy real-time combat with get this swords, bows, and magic. Ooh, that actually kind of, that kind of tickling my fancy. I we'll see. <laughs> um, I wish I knew. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna actually look do some follow-up on these news because some of these games sound fun. I wonder if I can get them on my brand new Oculus Quest too. Uh, After the fall uh, is a new FPS co-op VR game from Arizona Sunshine Creators. That's, That's a very be. popular game. Yeah. Uh, and that is Vertigo Games. It's set in an alternate 1980s LA. LA, see John, LA is Los Angeles. Players must shoot their way through a frozen, chaotic wasteland full of undead creatures. That makes sense, seeing as the air one was uh, in the desert with uh, undead creatures. Uh, Chris, let's swap these next two and you talk about the Nintendo and I'll do the Don't Cry. I feel like I've talked a lot. You okay. Want to do that? Yeah. All right. But yeah, if you're excited about VR and there's some titles coming your way, that's what's up, Chris. Uh, let's see. Despite everything we keep hearing, uh, <laughs> a new Nintendo Switch could be coming. If a recent report from Bloomberg is to be believed, Nintendo will uh, has scheduled to release a new Nintendo Switch console by the end of this year. The specs are to include a new OLED 7-inch 720p screen and a console that can output 4K when in docked mode. Bloomberg reported that Nintendo is planning to unveil the console to prop up demand in time for the holidays. According to IGN, quote, Samsung Display Company will start mass uh, mass production of the 7-inch 720 resolution OLED panels as early as June 2021 within, quote, initial monthly target of under a million units. These displays would then be sent to assemblers in July. According to the report, the OLED panel will consume less battery, offer higher contrast, and possibly faster response time when compared to the Switch's current liquid crystal display. And I think, like, Nintendo is, like, kind of in a way like people felt it's been hinted at if you read between the lines, right? Last year when they came out, they said like, and they were asked about like, you know, the super switch or whatever you wanted to call it. Right. They, yeah. they said, we have no plans to release new hardware this year. And then when the leaks of this first started back in February, I think it was, or might yeah. be in January, they said, we have no plans to announce new hardware at this time which is big because you're not saying all of 2021. You're saying at this time, and that makes sense because if you're Nintendo, say this thing is scheduled to come out end of October, early November, you don't want to say that until probably September because you don't want to... Also, the, you, the yeah, the, the play on the year thing could have been mm-hmm. their year, which may not run maybe. January to December. Maybe, um, but I think like the bigger thing is to say... If you're Nintendo and you've been selling these Switches pretty red hot and you just put out Mario Switch, you might put out Zelda Switch, right? Because it's 35th anniversary um, and John can dream that there'll be a Samus 
switching and it's not going to ever happen because metroid it's not happen. <laughs> prime 4 is not real metro uh, is yeah metroid is not that yeah but uh you know you want you want sales main these cut uh you know these uh cupcakes as you can so to speak because you know you don't want people looking at the cakes that are cooking in the oven. You want them to buy the cupcakes that you've already made and are out there in the wild. Because cupcakes are good for business, too. Uh, so, you know, I think that's what you'll get. You'll get it announced in September. I imagine they'll drop the price of the Switch as we know it, you know, down to it. Maybe even maybe they'll even get rid of that version and just have the Switch Lite. I don't know. Um, it's but, possible. Yeah. And, and I, I read a lot of stuff from a lot of sources that seem to come true. Mm-hmm. And one of these was that this would be kind of leaked. And it has been another one that I'm, I'm really thinking is going to happen is that this super Nintendo switch is going to be called super Nintendo switch and be colored in the classic gray and purple scheme of Ooh. the, uh, you know, the, the super Nintendo era, which would be a, I think that would be amazing if so they did that. Does that mean in Europe, if in Japan, it's going to be yes. called Super Famicom Switch? Yes, I hope so. <laughs> Make it just super yeah. crazy to talk about, but <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm if all I I told John and I joked about it. How do you wish you wouldn't have got your all red Switch that he went and got now? Mm. Um, and he was kind of like. Maybe I was like, so you're going to trade that one in now to get this one when it comes out. He's like, absolutely. I have to. Yeah. This so. is maybe the one thing. I mean, I don't know if I would get it right away. Right. Like, I don't know if I need this day one just because I, it's not like I'm playing tons upon tons of Nintendo games. Right. But oh whenever, God. like oh. whenever breath of the wild two is ready to release or say they announce the next 3d Mario game, whatever it is, even Metroid prime four would get me there. If this is out and it's available, I'm definitely going to pick it up just because it's the one thing I always notice whenever, you know, I primarily play with my Switch docked. I'm not making lies about that, you know. Um, yeah. The fact that I it's the one input on my TV that is not outputting at 4K bothers me greatly. <laughs> well, listen, what bothers me is if you were to read chat right now on Twitch and read what Walter just said. What did walter say hold on i have to don't pronounce it like that for me chris please please don't oh you mean the snes oh the my SNES God. switch yeah we'll call um, it the i'm not switch. gonna cry about that but i might cry about this next piece of news it is devastating for me especially since i don't think i'll have anybody to go to japan mm. you'll see you'll see what i mean it makes sense the opening of super nintendo world in orlando uh, has been delayed by at least two years to 2025. Makes sense. <sighs> Work on Universal's Epic Universal Park, I'm sorry, Epic Universe Park, has um, recommended following pandemic-related shutdowns. <sighs> According to Comcast CEO Brian Roberts, we have high, high hopes for what it means. It is a whole interactive gaming experience, We've been investing in parks and hotels. So as we look at the next 10 years, it's hard not to see an exciting roadmap ahead for the parks business. The first park for this, for, uh, sorry, let me start over. The first park for Super Nintendo World is due to open in Osaka, Japan j- this year. So yeah, it just uh, got delayed, right? Because it was supposed to open yeah. here like in January, I think. But it got delayed. Yeah. Hmm. So. I, I'm telling you now, boys, if the show is still a thing in 2025 uh, and and we're going to have to go 
and and go there and podcast from there and live stream from there and do all the things from there. Because uh, or we're gonna have to fly to Japan like <laughs> something. I gotta I got to go to this park. It's amazing. We're gonna have to have you do a lot of DJ gigs if all three of us are going. to I Japan. know to cover the airfare and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, DJ well, technically it's not. It technically is not a lot of gigs. <laughs> and no, you got that Coachella invite for next year. Man, they've fallen down. Uh, John, Rambo will return. Shut up. Ubisoft has provided more details on upcoming updates to Division 2. According to the company, there will be a brand new game mode and new ways to progress your agent. Not much detail has been provided except that the game mode will be, quote, entirely new to the franchise. The team is also investigating new ways to progress your agent with an emphasis on increasing build variety and viability. The goal is to make meaningful change to the game. Development is still in the early stages, will take a couple of months, and is planned for release at the end of 2021. Um, I I don't know mm. what this could be, if it's a horde mode maybe, or, I mean, because... I don't know. It's already a PvE. It's got PvP. Um, a meaningful change is kind of is a, is a big, broad statement. Maybe more uh, raids? Unless, maybe raids, but is that really meaningful? I look at it as what mm. if they introduce a, a COVID-type theme to it. But no, to me, not, they've already no, they're not going to. They couldn't, but no. that would be like tying into real world stuff. But but I'm saying their current theme is already kind of like that. There was already a virus that got released yeah. that caused everything. So maybe I arena, arena type stuff. Because I, I mean, like I know you have the PvP zone, but like, like you know, e-sports. like you don't have like the equivalent of uh, with Destiny, right? Where you have a what is that thing called? Where you know you're actually doing like. 5v5 fights against oh, the each other. iron thing yeah like What's things like that um or you know just classic halo right uh who knows i'm sure that the reason they're doing this is they want to make this thing make more money for them so hopefully it will be uh good i don't know maybe they can even do something like siege or csgo with it that'd be interesting you know it's also yeah right <laughs> you know what's also uh what, Valorant? We'll go with that. That's basically CSGO, too. Um, Valheim's continued success. Valheim? With four weeks of sale, Sean, Valheim has now sold five million copies. Yeah, two of and, those are from us. And to be fair, we've checked our calculations. That's still a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> Coffee Stain has indicated the game has been played a combined 15,000 years and is the 39th best reviewed game on Steam and has been watched for 35 million hours on Steam. That's just awesome. That's it. That's right? that's awesome. Uh we had a friend of the show, uh, you you may remember this fella. I know. Uh, Platinum. I deleted him from my memory. Yeah. He reached out, um sent me a message and it was like, "Hey, uh let's play some Valheim together." And I was like, "Well, I've already beat the game." Uh <laughs> but he made a good point. He really did. Uh let me see what he said. Let me look at my at my DMs real quick. Uh he slid into your DMs? It, he did. He did. Uh I don't where'd they go? How do I find them? Wasn't it on uh I, your server? It might have been on I'm my gonna server. laugh when you accidentally leave this chat room and <laughs> You're gonna 
Where is he? Where is he at? Where did he go? I don't know. Did he? Did he leave my? Oh, there he is. I was like, did he leave my server? That would have been devastating. Um, but I, I wanted to quote exactly what he said. But basically, he didn't. There it is. There it is. There it is. Um, he didn't want to. Um, he said he doesn't matter that I beat the game. That it's all about the shenanigans and the adventure. And he had a good point. That's fair. But that, that that's a fair point. You know, I didn't want to not acknowledge that. But yeah, uh, we have me. Uh, we've reached a point in the news segment, Chris, where we have one more story. Just one. You know, and as tradition Sean? goes, I do. I do know what that means. I do. I just want to tell you one thing. Finally, this week. Finally this week. Finally this week. And finally, I think too late, but I know someone personally excited for this. Right. Rust, welcome to Rust, is coming to console. Uh, It's not going to be PS5 or Xbox Series X. Here we go. While no specifics have been given regarding date, Double Eleven announced that Rust console debut would take place this spring following an ongoing closed beta. It also showed off a new trailer illustrating the experience on console. It was originally announced in 2019 with a 2020 release, but obviously delayed due to COVID. Last month, Rust saw the addition of a new softcore mode, uh, and that mode helped uh, appeal to casual gamers. It says like Chris, but let's be honest, it's more like me because I hated losing my stuff on the reset and it wasn't included in the story, but I'm pretty sure it's only coming to Xbox one and PS four. I didn't realize casual meant like 190 hours in a game, but okay. I don't think it means that. I I think it means more of the reset PVP element. Uh, And we got a question from Walter uh, actual on Twitch. How does that game stand up to PUBG? They're very different. They're, They're very, they're both survivals, you know, survivalist type situations. One is more of the uh, battle royale, you know, try to be the last one standing. And Rust is more of a live as long as you can and you die, you get to come back type stuff. Yeah, I feel, I I don't know. Like, I get the mode and the way it's structured now, uh, but there is a part of me that will always have an attachment to what the original one or how this game was in its early days, right? And how it felt. Yeah. Um, you know, just being on some server and knowing you could go hours without seeing someone and all of a sudden just be like, Oh no, the you know, creepiness now, of somebody walking up on you. Yeah. Now it's like, it's kind of a, a double edged sword. On the one hand, I like double the fact Tiger. that you could jump in and jump out pretty much weekly as you please. Right. Because everything always resets. On the other hand, it's hard to build something meaningful and make relationships because no one trusts anyone in that game at this point. But the biggest really question don't. I have is <laughs> how this game is actually going to run on a PS4 because, I mean, you had to have a pretty modern PC to make this game look nice now. Um, yeah. You know, and what I saw Cyberpunk 2077 does not really say to me, man, a base PS4 is going to run that very efficiently. But who They're knows? They're probably going to make it a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One. I mean, it needs to be a, it, it really needs to be a PS5 and an X game. Yeah. There's just no reason to do otherwise. Well, but, they found a reason, but you know, that's how we end the news hey. uh, with a possible bad decision on, well, I don't know. 
They know what they're doing. We don't, Chris. What? The, the reason was you. That's all I'm saying. The reason was you. I, I, in my head, I hear the little piano intro to that song yeah. by Hoobastank. But there's actually a different one coming on. Hey, Sean. Hey. Do you want to wrap this up? Uh, I think you and all of our audience knows I respond to that by saying, never. Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the year 3000. Yeah, so this is the part of the show that uh, we kind of talk about as being the outro, the fan interaction part, and uh, that's because we have so many ways that you can reach us. Uh, We'll kind of discuss those. And one of the ways, the OG way, the most popular way, I think, is through our email. That's over on Gmail, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. You can write in. Give us some thoughts, prayers, all that kind of stuff. And if you want to be cool, you'll be like this email from Chris. That's going to be read to you by a dude named Chris. He says, hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Chris. <laughs> I love the podcast. Been listening for almost two years now, and I look forward to it every week. You guys are my best source of news and reviews these days, and I appreciate the work you put into it. As a busy parent of three kids twin three-year-olds and a one-year-old wow that's a loud house that's a yeah that's legit Ooh, uh, i just don't get to game almost at all like i used to sean i believe when tinley was very young would just pretty much put her on his shoulder and then still screaming at us while he she was he was trying to get her to go to sleep Action. but like you know then i would hit him with the blue tor- turtle shell and that's that's where that would go and Baby's we also up. were playing Resogun back then, I think. Oh, was, God. That was so fun. So much stuff. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I am <laughs> currently trying to finish up Neo 2. I need to get back to that. And uh, have a huge backlog huge. of games before I can move to a PS5. I do have a few questions for you, though. When do you think PS5s will be accessible to the average Joe like me who would rather buy a console in a physical store? Which headset do you recommend for the PS5? I was possibly going to go with the Stealth Series Turtle Beach if I do not find a much better option in the near future. My last question is what do you think or guys think about the upcoming title Black Myth Wukong game that I've been seeing some impressive gameplay videos for? I'll wrap this up with a fellow, uh, wrap this up, fellow gamers, and of course, your mom's box. Hey, game on, game on, and uh, that's from Higgs eighty eight. Yeah, uh, game on, Higgs. Uh, I'll go backwards. I don't, I don't know about Black Myth Wukong. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, I've seen this. This is like this came out of nowhere one day on IGN, and everyone was like, "What the heck is this?" It's like you're a monkey, and there's like martial arts and magic and just craziness going on it was like what is this uh i'm definitely excited about that i don't know when we'll see it you know they really were pretty laid back when they first announced it so uh i would imagine 2022 that that's my guess we'll see i I can't wait i'm definitely gonna check it out when will you be able to get a ps5 in a store i think the absolute (laughs) earliest is going to probably be fall of this year holiday season, I think would maybe be 
the likelihood. I would imagine that's when Sony and Xbox would like that to happen. But we've already know. we've already heard that AMD is just having an extreme card shortage, shortages, mainly driven by the fact that everyone wants, you know, the new GPUs from uh from them, right? The new uh CPUs from them. And then on top of that, it, it's just a lot of demand right now, given all the restrictions of the pandemic to uh to make these cards efficiently. And, you know, they have said April is when they thought things were going to start to balance out. I personally think I am expecting at some point for NVIDIA, AMD, Microsoft, Sony, all of them to pretty much come out and tell you that you ain't going to see tons of them uh, for likely until the back half of this year. So I would hope by then they're in stores, but it very well might not be till 2022. So, you know, you might want to start checking online. There's a lot of different ways you can do it now. Um, just kind of got follow some key people on Twitter if you've got the ability and you can't uh, wait for the headset. Uh, I would, I would highly always recommend any of the hyper X yeah. um, headsets that they, they, I think they give a good bang for your buck. Um, and I know some of the other ones can connect wirelessly. I'm not sure if they Is fit he, with the, did he say he wanted wires wireless one? Well, he didn't. He said, which headset do you recommend just in general? If for a PS five, um, unless you have a humongous head like Sean steel series, the Arctics are really popular. They're really good. And they work pretty much seamlessly between a PS5 and a PC. So I've also heard that the 3D audio headset that they made for the PS5 is pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, I personally didn't want it because it comes with the little ear cups, and I like the ear cups to kind of fit over my ears, not rest on my ears. That's sure. a personal preference. So, you know, that's really up to you. Um, don't spend more than about 100 bucks on a headset when you can definitely find some around or below that price range and you'll be just fine. It's kind of, it's uh, kind of like just like how much immersion you want, because if you're in a situation like him, I could see a twofold, right? Like where maybe you don't want to be distracted by all the noises of a house of three kids. They're all very young, but on the same time, I would imagine <laughs> you're, you're in a house with three young kids and a wife who's probably going to beat you over the head. If you just block out, her screaming at you to come help with the kids. Right. So I don't know, but yeah, like you can a hundred bucks for most people is going to be fine. And it may be like 130 if you're wanting something that is a really great wireless option, but you don't need to go spend $350. You don't need Astros. Astros are dope. You don't need Mm. them. That's what he's saying for sure. Um, I'm going to go to discord next uh discord of course is the coolest discord on the web with all of our fans and peeps and richards and richettes uh by the way this yesterday i think was international women's day so shout out to all uh the beautiful lovely women that make me a better person and i'm sure chris you have those in your life too and john would echo that sentiment i hope i hope you had a fantastic international women's day uh but over here on to show approval yeah pretty was like that's what's up uh i'm a girl it's it's it can be found. We have it pinned on our Twitter. I'll get to that in a minute. But I, I I almost laughed out loud because when we go live, the notification goes into the main area of our Discord, right? So I follow up and say, you know, it was marked wrong. It's really episode two ninety eight. And funny man punkhead uh captured a screen and it said looks exciting. And at this point in time, 
It's just your boy sitting there, an empty chair for John and an empty chair for Chris. That is comedy at its best. There you uh, go. And a clear up from, from Twitch, if you remember just a minute ago, we said Walter asked about the difference between Valheim and PUBG, where he clarified that, Chris. He says, sorry, gents, you were talking about a number of sales for Valheim, and I was asking how that compares to the first maybe four weeks of PUBG. You know, apples to apples as far as sales go. He says, I'm a da uh, data guy. I remember how rapidly PUBG launched, so I was looking for a comparison. Uh, Sorry for the confusion. Do you have an idea of what you think that would be? I can't remember right now, but I feel like they, I mean, they said Valheim like broke or pretty much hit number five on Steam concurrent sales and it's like third week, right? Which is quite a feat. So I don't know. I can't say for certain. Um, it wouldn't shock me either way because I feel like Valheim pretty much came out the gate with the buzz, whereas you know, PUBG was a rapid ascension, but it took a couple of weeks for it got rolling. Yeah, because they went to early, they did all kind of stuff, like early access and things. I think from a number standpoint, Valheim's going to look more impressive, but uh, PUBG was a... PUBG's was definitely sold way more copies lifetime. Yeah. I mean, let's see. For sure. Absolutely for sure. Let's see. Um, I don't see anything else. Do you? Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, you're going to pull it up? Okay. While you pull it up, what I'll okay. do is I'll go into Twitch and we can. So, do you already have it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is just from a chart I found right here. And this is in millions. In May 2017, when it came out, it sold 2 million. Then that, then the next month, it went to 4 million. Right. So already you could see where it's lost to <laughs> Valheim, where Valheim did that in, you know, five weeks. That's what took eight weeks back then. But the big point when it really hit, was in September of 2017, they were at 10 million. By the time they got to June, that number was already up to 50 million. And then that's where it really slowed down. It's at 70 million now. The poor guys, you know, they just aren't making as much yeah, as they used to. Yeah, just 70 million. Just 70 million. So terrible. Oh, I wish we had 70 million followers on Twitter. Um, we have a few. I'm very proud of those, but it's not 70 million. So that's a nice way for me to bring in Twitter, right? Well, what was nice for me is I tweeted... By the way, you can find us, you can DM us, you can like tweets, you can do all that stuff by following us at Twitter, which is at Weekly Games Chat. So when I got my Oculus 2 headset, I basically tweeted a picture of the beach and and my headset and said, this, I'm going to be here now, then I'm going to go into this VR world or whatever. Oculus Gaming actually liked uh, my tweet, which is cool. Uh, that got a response uh, for... A couple of things, which is great. I, that was one of the coolest. Actual Oculus Gaming liked it, so that made me happy. Um, shout out to Chris's drunk monologue. Um, Big Riff gave you a 10 out of 10 for the new Dragon Age review during your drunk monologue. I'm a very passionate boy, um, and Sean just froze, so that's great. Let's see if Sean comes back. Oh, no. Did I lose Sean? I go. Oh, now Where'd you're I back. Go? Now you're back. You froze. It was quite froze? funny. Yeah. Okay. You're like, uh, Chris, and you were just okay. frozen looking in. <laughs> so, but it was funny because as I was talking, you were responding. I was talking about your drunk monologue and how they, uh, they loved it. So we'll, that's great. It was one um, of those things where I'll be honest. I barely remember a lot of what I say on these episodes to begin with. And when I was like, wait, we talked about Dragon Age. Sean told me that the next day I was like, maybe I have a problem. Hmm. <laughs> 
to show how much of, of of our fans are great, they take care of each other. You guys know Acid Sugar. Um, we also call him Andrew or Andy. This is what happens. So David underscore McClendon um, missed our spoiler cast, um, but wanted to know: Are we streaming our recording now? The answer to that is yes. We mm-hmm. restream on Tuesdays. We re- we actually stream the recording of the show over on Twitch TV. Uh, slash weekly games chat so you can kind of see it happen before you hear it so i hope that answers your question there david um if so what daytime i said tuesdays at about 5 30 eastern we aim to go um, live at 5 30 with the actual podcast starting at 5 35 but of course that's always you know could be pushed back a little bit just based on how things go yeah uh, he said he's weeks behind and felt like a bad richard First of all, there's no such thing as a bad Richard. I hope. At least that's what they've told me my whole life. But anyway, Acid Sugar replied and said, only good Richards exist. You don't need to listen to every episode to be a fan. Just download the episodes. <laughs> Look, uh, that's just, funny, just, but just, thanks for the love, man. That would be great if someone, like, just do us a favor. Do two things. Download it and press play for like 30 seconds. And there you go. You've done everything you can do to be a great Richards to the community. Uh, we have some new follows. We've got at Estel Thiem. Thank you for the follow. Following you back at Rocket Stand TV. Uh, I play Rocket League for now. Um, Me too. And then he says some Eminem quick, uh, lyrics. Uh, but uh, also, I like that uh, shiz you did with Rockus too. That shiz was fat. <laughs> That's really cool because his name is Rocket Stan, and then he does the Stan lyrics from the Eminem song. I, I dig that. Hmm. Uh, at LSD One. LSD one <laughs> uh, as a dad first uh, also loves your tech and you own all consoles. You're mainly a destiny two and souls player. That's what's up. Thanks for the follow following you back. And finally uh, at uh, Shahid B Hutto seven, eight, six. Thank you for the follow following you back. That's what we do folks. Uh, we, we go through all of our socials. We give you shout outs. We read what you write us. We thank you to give you a rundown. I feel like because of that one user now with Rocket League and uh, Stan, I'm going to go make one of my uh, quick chats say just simply, you can take the mic home with you. Exactly. Got to. Uh, But yeah, if you want to be a part of our social network, uh, you can send us emails at weeklygameshed at gmail.com. You can be a part of our Discord community. We have links up everywhere. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at weeklygameschat. And on Tuesdays and other days, we're going to try to get better. You can see us live on Twitch TV. Uh, Twitch.tv slash weekly games chat. No, I'm looking because it looks like I thought that the, the stream crashed, but it did not. It was just my personal player. Hmm. So it is what it is. But yeah, okay, so I'm good. I'm going to stop pausing. How many seconds we got, Chris, before it tops off? Let's be professional here. Let's do this. You got a little bit. I got a little bit. But as always, this has been episode. Uh, thank you. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been episode 298. Uh, John had to leave, but I'll simply say to my friend Chris, game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Game on, John, wherever you are sure. at. Game on, John, wherever you're at. Uh, and we're going to say his tagline for him, too. I simply say, uh, you know, peace out, everybody. Your mom's box, Thug Life.